Hello, my name is Annette DeLue, and you are listening to The Heart of You. Today's episode is going to be all about clairsensing. So I'm sure all of you have heard the term clairvoyant, and that is probably the most popular clairsense, if you will. And so we're going to talk about not only clairvoyance, but then there are also many other different types of clairs that we each have. And to be clear, all of us have all of these abilities. It's just a matter of which one is dominant within you. To get started, we're going to talk about the origin of the word. So Claire, C-L-A-I-R, in front of each one of these words, so meaning clairvoyance, clear seeing. And Claire is actually, in fact, a root word that is originated in French. It dates all the way back to the 1500s, and the term clairvoyance was used just as a term to mean that you could see very clearly the opposite of blindness or not being able to see at all. It wasn't until later on, maybe in the late 1800s, that the term actually started becoming synonymous with mediums or with psychic abilities. And now we use that term basically to describe anyone who is able to see things meaning see the future, maybe see things how they are in a particular person's life. Or in my case, my clairvoyance came through when I started working in the Akashic Records. That is the only time that my clairvoyance really comes through is when I'm reading somebody's past lives. It's interesting because many people in my past had told me that I was psychic, and I really didn't understand what that meant because I assumed that just being psychic meant that I could see into the future. That is only a very small fraction of what your abilities could be. When you are clairvoyant, you can see things as if you're watching a movie. For me, I have to actually have my eyes closed in order for that particular gift to be effective for me, but some people will be able to see with their eyes open. Everybody will see differently. They will see, let's say, auras, or let's say they will see energies. I don't see any of those things simply because that's not where my gifts are at the moment. It's not to say that my gifts won't develop in that particular way, that I will start to be able to see auras and things like that. It's just that at this very moment, that's not where I am. I want to make this statement because I think sometimes people can get really frustrated if a particular gift is not coming through. And I want to make sure that you understand that if something is not coming through, it's because either it's not one of the dominant gifts that you are meant to cultivate Or maybe it's just not the right time. I remember when I was starting to get into the spiritual gifts that I had, I was just practicing and trying to get familiar with them. I was really trying hard to see auras, or I was really trying hard to see other things, and it just wasn't coming. And I was like, well, okay, so other people can see auras and things like that, and it seems like it would be a relatively simple thing to see, so why can't I see it? 
Well, the reason why is because that's not where my spiritual gifts lie at the moment. I want to be very clear that if there is something that you are not experiencing, it's totally fine. There is absolutely nothing wrong with you. You don't have to strive to try to get better at whatever it is. I find that all of these gifts very much come naturally in their own time. The next Claire is Claire Sentience. Now, this one is for all of you out there who walk into a space and you just know that something is not right. Or if you walk into a space and you are feeling that beautiful, yummy energy that happens to be there. If that is you, then this is probably one of your most dominant traits. So clairsentience is is essentially clear feeling. I get this sensation of chills up my spine, and actually it's in a really good way. So my, my guides and my higher self sort of give me that sign of, affirmation that what I am seeing or hearing or feeling is absolutely true. So the chills will start at the base of my spine, go all the way up my spine into the top of my head. There are various different ways that people can experience the sensations of clairsentience. It's very individual to everybody. If you are one of those people that just feels things very deeply, And I'm not talking about emotions. This is not about emotions. This is about feeling. And what is the difference between those two? Well, it's actually quite different. So emotions are something that we experience when we are reacting to either outside stimuli or an experience that we've had, in which case it creates some sort of emotion. A feeling is something that is visceral within your body. So you may feel that someone is coming towards you before you even see the person that is right behind you. You might feel that somebody in your space or somebody in your experience at the moment is having a really bad day, even though they're not speaking to you, you're not really seeing their face, you can't see their facial expressions, but you just You feel it. You know that this energy that is near you is a really heavy energy. And likewise, you can feel into other people's energy if they're having a great day. So it might affect you in the other way as well. And this is where the third episode that we did about energy clearing comes in really handy for those of you who are primarily clairsentient because energy clearing is going to be your best friend. It's not always fabulous to sit there and feel every single emotion or every single energy that is near you. And it is important for you to start keeping your energy clear in order to be able to clearly feel all of those things that you actually do need to feel. As I said, those little cues from your spirit team, those little cues from your higher self, All of those things that you do really want to feel, that you do want to understand, become much more clear as long as your energy field is protected and clear from other people's energy. The third one is clairaudience. Clairaudience is clear hearing. And this can be a lot of fun. It can be a lot of fun in the sense of getting messages from your angels, your spirit team. I often get messages from various different sources through music. If my Spotify just all of a sudden goes wonky and starts playing songs that are not even on my playlist, 
That's usually a really clear indication that that song is a message for me. Another way that your Claire audience can kind of kick in is to be able to hear messages from people just walking by on the street. So maybe you might be overhearing like a very small snippet of a conversation and that particular message is actually for you. That has happened to me many times where not only my angels and guides have been giving me visual signs, which would be in your clairvoyance, right? But they also give me those audible signs that coincide with the visual signs. So they're very clear about the fact that they want me to know something in particular about what they're showing me. The other aspect of clairaudience is hearing messages directly from your angels, directly from your spirit team. That can actually come in a way of just a sentence that comes in. Now, this one is a little bit more difficult to discern. And the reason why is because how do you know it's not just a thought in your head as opposed to an actual message from your spirit team? Ultimately, it, it's about developing that relationship and understanding what that voice or what those messages are and where they're coming from. Does it really matter where the messages are coming from? Sometimes it does. Sometimes it matters if it is one of your guardian angels. Sometimes it matters if it's an archangel. Sometimes it matters if it's a crossed over loved one or if it is somebody maybe that you are connected to, either a soulmate, twin flame, some sort of telepathy communication. So there are so many different sources where this communication can come from, and it might get a little bonkers to be able to sit here and figure out, okay, well, where is this coming from? So my suggestion is when you are working with your Claire audience, start with the basics, which is You already know that, let's say you have a resonance with music, you have a resonance with sound in general, it's it's sort of been part of your life for a while. And if that is the case, then you know that Claire audience is one of your dominant Claire's. So from that point, you can start really working with it in meditation. So if you go into a brief meditation and ask your guides, maybe just ask one of your guardian angels to give you just a message for the day and clear your mind and just sit for a moment and just see what comes and then write it down. Start slow initially. Start with very, very short sentences. You can ask your angels to give you short sentences. Tell them not to give you full paragraphs because sometimes that sort of channeling, if you will, because that's what you are doing when you're hearing that you're channeling through that source energy. Sometimes if you have more than a couple of sentences initially, it can get overwhelming and then you don't know whether or not this is your brain kicking in or is this still my guardian angel. So start small, write down a sentence, maybe two, and then continue doing that practice and you will start seeing your clear audience develop. The next one is claircognizance. And this one is really fascinating because it is literally that thought that just pops into your head. And it's something that you just know without actually knowing how you know. And what is that exactly? That is tapping into that universal consciousness. You could actually tap into your claircognizance while you're channeling. And it could also look a little bit like you are using your clairaudience as well. 
Now, the difference between the claircognizance and the clairaudience is the fact that when you are getting the message clairaudiently, you can either hear the message or it's a different type of hearing. It's not that you're actually hearing voices, although sometimes that can happen. It is more that you are hearing it coming into your consciousness. Whereas with claircognizance, it's just there. The information just shows up. It is a bit different and it can be a bit more sudden. Let's take learning a language, for example. If any of you out there have experienced traveling to a new country or moving to a new country, learning a new language is always a challenge. And so there comes a point in time when you have done all the studying you can do You have done all the things that you can possibly do at any given moment. And occasionally what will happen is that something will just click. This happened to me recently where for some reason I just seem to be understanding people much better in French than I did, you know, let's say two weeks ago even. And I'm not quite sure what happened, but then my guides were basically telling me it was just Like I started absorbing through that universal consciousness, that universal ability to understand French. Another example of claircognizance is just knowing something. So if you know something about somebody and you don't know why you know it, but you meet somebody and you just know that they are this type of person or that you know that you've known them before or... Any of those feelings that you get when you meet somebody and it's significant, either in the way that you feel connected to them or either in the way that you just sort of get this feeling or knowledge that that you've been in other lifetimes before, things like that, that is tapping into your claircognizance as well. And just like everything else, it's fluid. So it doesn't mean that just because you're tapping into your claircognizance that all of your other senses are shut down. You may be tapping into your claircognizance, your clairsentience, your clairvoyance all at the same time and you're getting all kinds of information and it's bombarding you and you're like, wait, where is this all coming from? (laughs) And so sometimes you need to take a moment and take a deep breath and go into the meditation to really sort of discern what it is that you are getting in terms of messages. As you start developing these gifts, as you start developing each one of these clairs, you will start to recognize sort of where the information is coming from and why it's being communicated to you in that way. I know for me personally, I will get signs, I will get clairaudient messages, and I will get clairsentient messages first, simply because those are the ones that I can tap into while there's a lot of outside stimuli. So in other words, if I'm out and about, if I'm you know walking down the street, if I happen to be, I don't know, watching a TV show or something like that, if I have outside stimuli, in order for my spirit team to get my attention, they know to give me clairsentient first, then they'll give me clairaudient or they'll give me clairvoyant in the way of giving me signs. Then after that, once I am completely tapped in and I am in my meditation, they know that they have the ability to give me messages in various other ways depending on what they need to communicate. The next three clairs are a little lesser known. They are clairs that will start coming into effect 
as your spiritual gifts start to amplify, if you will. The fifth one is clairtangency. This one I discovered while I was in a seminar with Brian Weiss. Now, if you don't know who he is, he's an incredibly famous psychologist who started doing hypnosis with his patients and then basically stumbled upon past life regressions. This was back in the 1970s. So before I started working in the Akashic Records, I decided to go to one of his seminars and he had us do a little exercise where you turn to a friend or the person sitting next to you and you asked them to give you an object of some sort, something that meant a lot to that person. And you exchange these small objects and you hold the object in your hand and you see what kind of information you can get from that object. And when he described the exercise, I was like, wow, okay, I don't know that I'm going to be able to do this because I've never done something like this before. And this is the one thing that I will tell you is that just because you've never been able to do something before doesn't mean that you won't be able to do it because it simply could mean that you've just never tried or you've never had the guidance to sort of show you how to do it. So I'm standing there with my friend's object and I'm going into meditation and I start seeing all kinds of images and pictures. So that is where my clairvoyance started kicking in. The clairtangency starts working in tandem at that point with my clairvoyance. So then I started getting more messages and other things. And before you know it, the time is up and we are sharing what we saw, what we heard. And it was really incredible because one of the things that I saw was the number eight. And it turns out this particular object was given to my friend when she started her business eight years ago. And there were all kinds of other things that came up that were just really, really incredible. So I highly encourage you to maybe take a friend and try this. It's a really easy exercise you can do together. So just a small object, ask the person to give you theirs, you give them the one that you have, and and just play with it. And that is going to be the, the easiest way to start exploring your gifts. Claire Tangency, again, is being able to get information from a physical object by touching it. The sixth Claire is Claire Alliance. This is the clear smelling. Now, that might sound a little bizarre, like why would you end up getting messages from your guides by clear smelling? But it does happen on occasion. I haven't had it happen very often, but when I do, it is quite amusing, actually. A couple of days ago, I was walking to the gym and I just so happened to see a girl. She was very young and she was wearing a choker and a crop top. And the outfit was very like Claire Danes from my so-called life, like 1990s. And I just kind of chuckled to myself because I liked that aesthetic back then. It was very cute. And to see it on this young girl was was pretty amusing. And so I was kind of thinking about the 90s, you know, and I was thinking about my life back then and how different it is. And so I go to the gym, I, I have my workout and I leave. And as I'm leaving, it just so happens that there was a, a gentleman that walked in front of me who was wearing the same cologne that my ex-boyfriend wore in the 90s, which is, of course, Drakkar Noir, because in the 80s and 90s, you know, if I need to explain it to you, 
It's okay. You can just move on. So anyway, so it just, it kind of brought back those memories, right? That's what clairalliance is like. It's about having those smells sort of come into your consciousness without even realizing that there is anything around you that's smelling in that way. For example, if you ever smell something that is nowhere near you, there's nothing around you that is sort of giving you that smell. I have had friends and clients say to me, oh, well, I know my grandmother who has passed over is around when I smell cigarette smoke and something else. And, you know, maybe she's in a place in her home where nobody's smoking and, you know, there's no possible way you can smell smoke anywhere, but she'll smell it just because she knows that her her grandmother is nearby. So that is one way that your clairalliance can come through. Another way would be is if you are connected energetically with somebody. So either in a twin flame connection or if you are connected with somebody in some way via family connection or soulmate connection, you might actually start smelling things that they smell. Maybe the other person is smelling something really awful and then you get this the smell of the same thing. And then you end up talking later on and realizing that you both smelled the same thing at the same time, even though one of the people was not actually in that situation. So it kind of comes in like that. Now, I don't have personally a lot of experience in regards to this particular Claire and and sort of how it helps. I find it amusing and I've experienced it a few times, like I mentioned, but I don't really know exactly what the purpose is. When I find out or if I get more information on this, I will let you know. (laughs) But for the time being, I have sort of experienced it as triggering memories or triggering sort of maybe messages from crossed over loved ones, that sort of thing. But other than that, I haven't had any other experiences with this. If you have had these types of experiences or different experiences, please let us know. Send me an email info at infinitesoullove.com and I'll put it in the show notes or I'll put some of the experiences on social media just so we can share some of our experiences. The last Claire that I'm going to talk about today is Claire Gustance. Claire Gustance would be clear tasting. Now, clear tasting and the clear audience, the clear smelling, those two go very much hand in hand. You might smell something and taste something sort of at the same time. I have heard of people tasting things that are not pleasant, that have they have no idea why they're tasting those things. Now, I know that there are a lot of, you know, sort of medical professionals out there will say that you will you will smell or taste certain things if you have some sort of physical ailment. That's not what I'm talking about here. So if that is the case, you know, please seek a medical professional. I don't know what those are, but I have heard of them like metallic tastes and things like that can indicate certain things. But that's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is actually tasting something that you're not eating. (laughs) So this happened to me only a couple of times, but it happened where I got this really distinct taste of orange, like somebody eating an orange. And I didn't have any oranges in my house. I hadn't eaten an orange in days, but it was just, it was so real. Like I could taste the orange in my mouth. It was crazy. There are certain times when I will, I will taste certain things 
Sometimes that could have to do with my twin flame connection. I haven't really explored into this one either as much because quite frankly, I don't really know what purpose it serves. I mean, I'd like to know why Claire Tasting makes a difference in my day-to-day life in terms of getting messages from my angels. I just haven't figured out what that is yet. So again, just like the Claire Alliance, if you have these experiences and you know how useful they are for particular things, I would love to hear the stories because I have yet to have an experience with either one of those Claire's where it has been particularly helpful in any way. All right, so those are the seven Claire senses. Which ones are your dominant Claire's? And how do you know? Well, Chances are, as you've been listening to this whole episode, you have been sort of making note of, yes, that Claire is particularly effective within my experience, or that one is is definitely something that I experience on a regular basis. If you haven't, and if you're not sure, and you basically have listened to this whole episode and are like, well, I don't know if I have any of those, totally totally 100% okay. Because it's possible that up until this point, you haven't been paying attention because maybe you didn't know that you needed to pay attention to these things. So I will encourage you from this point on, as you go through your experience in your day-to-day life, just make note of certain things that happen throughout the course of your day. Maybe write them down, write down your experiences and see which ones come up for you as the most dominant. And once you actually get those dominant experiences, then you can start identifying, okay, so how is this applicable to my spiritual gifts? Let's say your dominant ends up being clairtangency. Okay, so if it's clear touch, if touch is something that is really big for you in terms of your sensitivity, then maybe it is something that is worth exploring in terms of, okay, well, what spiritual gifts involve touch, right? So maybe it's healing, maybe it's massage, maybe it is the opposite of that because maybe touching somebody's energy with your hands would be too intense. So maybe you need to go into another direction where you can have a gift that's going to be complementary to that tangency. There's not a really clear-cut answer as to how to identify your specific spiritual gifts based on your dominant Claire, but it can definitely sort of point you in the right direction. As usual, if you have any questions, please do not hesitate to ask me. If you are interested in booking a spiritual guidance session with me where we can maybe explore some of your dominant Claire senses, I would be happy to sit down with you for an hour and a half and we can go over all of the things that you've experienced thus far and check in with your guides to see where you are going next with your spiritual gifts. If you would like to reach me, you can go to my website www.infinitesoullove.com. You can also reach me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Infinite Soul Love 1111. 